0: Hey, this is Josh. I've got some really exciting news, uh, but first I want to acknowledge that there is an appropriate outcry over the death of George Floyd and just weeks previous of the death of the jogger Ahmad Arbery, and the list goes on and on. We could name black man after black man That we've lost in this country. I protested today with my family and we plan to do another protest tomorrow. I hope that you understand that contemplative prayer is not an escape from justice. I can't share this good news without the definite observation that prayer and action go together. So wherever you are as you are enduring COVID, the trauma of that, and then these horrible killings, please do what you can to let your voice be heard. So I don't know how to make an appropriate transition from that to the good news, the joy of having a conversation with Father Martin Laird this afternoon, and we have agreed to host uh, together two question and answer sessions based on this book, A Sunlit Absence, and I'm going to try and figure out how to set up some sort of an online conversation where you can join us and ask Father Martin some questions yourself. So, so I will keep you updated on the details of that as they unfold. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Amen. Hello, this is Josh. And we are continuing with our fourth installment as we work through A Sunlit Absence, Silence, Awareness, and Contemplation by Father Martin Laird. Before we go to our prayer, let's recollect ourselves and remember where we've been. Laird is saying that awareness is somehow the key to ourselves. Further, that awareness is also the key to our prayer. I think back to the beginning of the beloved book by Richard Foster, a celebration of discipline. He says that superficiality is the curse of our age. It'd be so easy to assume that when we're talking about superficiality, we're thinking about people that only live through magazines, the wardrobe, the closet, the hairstyle, the big car, the fancy car, the fancy house, and sure struggles with that. What uh, Laird is helping us understand is that we are more than our thoughts. We are more than our feelings. And if we draw back the vocabulary of the Enneagram, for those of you who have spent time with that, we're saying that the three core intelligence centers of the gut or body, the, the heart and emotions, or the mind, We come to identify our enneatype, not just so we can become preoccupied with ourselves, but that's just the beginning, that self-knowledge is the doorway, then into a deeper sense that God will come and transform me in healing ways below my best and most brilliant thoughts, below my deepest and most profound true behaviors, actions on the earth, and my uh, most sincere and, and loving experiences of joy that there is something in the stillness then and the difficulty here is that this will take a very long time just as a little personal anecdote i made my first recording when i was in my early 20s so well over 20 years ago. And I wrote a song called silence. And, uh, I will play a newer version for you here at the end of this episode. But I've been returning to my own music, uh, thinking about my music as a kind of journal. So here's the gift of journaling or documenting something. My, uh, 21, 22 year old self wrote these lines. The silence is everything is everything is silence. And I come to you. And you come to me. The first verse was uh, something like the dawn is always falling on me. The stars they all know my name. The second verse I think it's the better one. The light is right here before me and through the window on my face and of the things you ever meant for me in silence falling into place. So this sunlit absence, he's already talked about, this coming through the light, uh, this light coming through the windows, I wrote that somehow in the School of the Spirit many, many years ago, and I forgot most of it, and I feel that I'm only just now in the last season coming to understand this through contemplation with the help of Father Martin Laird. So again, even if this is not something that you are ready to begin practicing in earnest We're saying it's good for you to know the vocabulary of contemplative prayer and the possibilities of inner silence. This will become mapped now. It will become a possibility of where you can go in your pursuit of God and God's pursuit of you. So let's do our practice and quiet ourselves. Let's go to that emptiness, Where we turn away and say no to the distractions, to the anxieties. And often, if I have tension or short breath, those are good tells that I am not in a place or a posture of receiving from God. So we quiet ourselves, we slow our breathing. We dismiss anxious thoughts. And what we're saying is that tethering ourselves to a prayer word, repeating this, can help guide our anxious thoughts and our troubled or over busy emotions the prayer word can tether us and bring us back to a sense of rest so i'm just choosing for our practice here the sacred name of jesus so we say out with our breath the name of christ jesus and we breathe in christ As you further breathe out and back in, you're allowing yourself to sink. You're allowing your body to rest. You're giving yourself permission to be here, to do this. You're giving the Holy Spirit permission to appear, to come alongside and grace you with his presence. So I'm gonna continue here and finishing up chapter one. Really, Father Laird is really bringing his whole book of the the first of these three entering the silent land, bringing this all together in a very, very beautiful and cogent way for us. This is a section on page 18 subheading is, Behold, I stand at the door and knock, Revelation 3.2. Quote, Delve deeply into the Jesus prayer, end quote, says the Russian monk Theophan. He obviously intends the Jesus prayer as the prayer word. At an earlier doorway of practice, such a statement would have made no sense. We might have recited it, been dedicated to it, been consistent in bringing the attention back, but to, quote, delve deeply into, end quote, it would imply that the prayer word had some sort of dimension or depth. This is precisely the sort of change that begins to take place as our contemplative practice matures. This is the Copernican revolution he's talking about where it moves from just the idea into the reality, where it was just vain repetition. And now we're finding some space, the delving deeply. Whereas before, the prayer word may have seemed something mechanical, constricting or solid, like butting up against a wall. Now the prayer word begins to open up. At this doorway of practice, to return to the prayer word is to push off the side of a pool into the deep, Luke 5, 4. This depth dimension of a, quote, breadth without breadth, an expanseless expanse, as Meister Eckhart calls it, is nothing but awareness itself, not an object that we are aware of, but the ground of awareness itself. We recognize that the interior spaciousness is somehow deeper even as it embraces and permeates interior and exterior noise that may very well continue to bang on. Whereas before we were caught in reactive commentary that caused us to push away or cling to thoughts and feelings that come and go. We can now let them be, let them come and go, or stay without attending to them. We let them be because they are. At this doorway of practice, we come to discover, perhaps for the first time, that two dynamics characterize the practice of contemplation. Deepening concentration and expanding awareness these two are one they give birth to twins inner solitude and a loving solidity with all a solidarity and a loving solidarity with all a solidarity that runs deeper than personal preference saint isaac the syrian says quote after a time a certain sweetness is born in the heart out of this practice. Let us give ourselves over to the practice of silence. And then, from out of this silence, something is born that leads us into silence itself." Quote. As much a tangle as our practice may seem, it will begin to untangle. One of the signs that our practice is beginning to unfold is that we get a sense of what St. Isaac the Syrian calls sweetness. Something deeper begins to attract us, and this something deeper is more spacious, alluring, and silent than the tediously dramatic opera scores of inner chatter. The inner chatter will be present but its grip on our attention loosens. It is as though this mass of thoughts and feelings was a brick wall that once obstructed our vision. Gradually, we see that the sense of this wall's solidity is a creation of our identification with these thoughts and feelings. It is not a wall, after all, but a window. We can actually see through this mass of thoughts into something else in which they are immersed and saturated. So this Copernican revolution coming to contemplative prayer, again, is not so much about praying in a way that I am trying to get God's attention that I can perform and attract and win God's action in my life. Instead, it's coming to a sense of openness to receive God who has always been here from the beginning. So prayer is not about getting God's attention, but God's ability to get my attention. And as he gets my attention, as contemplation grows and develops, I realize there is so much more of God and there's so much more of me. And my abiding in God's presence, John 15, I abide in you as you abide in me. And apart from me, you can do nothing. That these simple prayer words, this breath prayers of in and out, they are opening doorways into much more. And here at the end, in his conclusion, he brings this back around one more time. This all requires a kind of repetition, prayerful considering, prayerful study, patiently considering not just the ideas as abstractions, but as the reality of God within me. Laird writes, at the bottom of page 23, Chattering commentary about our thoughts and feelings about life in general creates a sense of obstruction of this flow, as well as an inner sense of tight restrictive grip and anxiety the practice of contemplation gradually loosens this grip revealing life as a luminous flow even the thoughts and feelings which we previously which were previously the most distracting obstacles to inner peace and here is the most powerful observation these things that were distractions are now seen to be vehicles of it of prayer. Distraction is related to the operatic commentary, not to the simple presence or absence of thoughts and feelings. So when we're fighting against those distractions, we're not yet moving into contemplation. So in our previous episode, a quote from Teresa was that once we've tried to stop thinking, we all of a sudden begin, we begin to think even more rapidly. I can't tell myself not to think. That striving and performance, what he calls the operatic commentary, when I'm doing this in a mechanical way. To surrender to the present is to release myself so that the thoughts and the feelings that are distractions actually become the goads, the encouragement that push me deeper into silence. So in practice, let's do that. We choose the Jesus word. We choose the sacred name of Jesus. Invite you to breathe out again. as you're doing this, there's likely some other thoughts that are creeping in about what you want to do next or what you didn't get done already. Instead of fighting that thought, take that very specific thought or that strong emotion, offer that back to God. Thank you, distracting thought thank you enormous emotion this is why i am praying to jesus to my messiah because in this silence and in this rest i will find his saving help thank you for appearing troublesome anxious difficult conundrum. Thank you for reminding me of your presence in my life. I don't need you right now. And the reason why I'm praying is so that I can have Jesus help with this situation. So I sink in further to rest and to trust. This is the casting of my cares. But it's not an active, working kind of intercession where I have a list of requests or demands. I'm just noticing what is happening inside of me as I am pursuing stillness. And I'm handing these things over to God with each breath saying the sacred name of Jesus. He is helping to calm the storm. He is shining light in the darkness. He is accompanying me through the wilderness. So I do not have to be alone. Amen. If you are continuing on this journey with this book, I would love to hear from you what you're learning what you're discovering, something about your challenge, any questions you have. Wherever you are, whatever you're up to, whatever challenges you face, I pray that you are identifying more silence inside of yourself, rest and trust, and that you are becoming more and more patient with yourself in this journey because it will take a practice that is cooperating with the Holy Spirit and it will take a long time. Amen.
1: everything is everything is silence and silence is everywhere is everywhere is silence and I Come to you Silence. In the silence silence. Bye.